inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us when it could be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth fighting for. America is worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program is officially on the clock. Catherine Herridge from CBS, formerly of Fox. Just one of the best. Just one of the best. You would have no idea what her political proclivities are. No clue. She digs into facts, presents the evidence, and allows you to decide. She tweeted something out yesterday. And I want to read it to you. And it's a letter written by James Comer, Jim Jordan, and Jason Smith. The holy trinity of the House Oversight situation. And they sent a letter to Merrick Garland. And the letter sort of said thus. They said, look, we we understand that uh, Robert Herr sat down with Joe Biden in October of last year. They spent a lot of time together, five hours. And um, we want to get the whole transcript. We want to hear everything. We want to know everything that's going on with regard to the classified document situation. And last night, Catherine Herridge was let go from CBS News. Simon Ataba from Africa Today or Africa Now, News Africa Now, whatever, who's been also blackballed by Corinne Jean-Pierre and the White House press team because he asks questions that are not scripted and he's not a pre-chosen operative in the press pool. He actually asks questions and they were like, we don't like you because we don't like your questions. Really? So when he sent this out, I was shocked, but not because this is the, the whittling away of trusted voices who are not part of the sock. Period. And that's why I say Jesse Waters is probably soon. He's been he's been on too many of these hot button subjects. He's done what Tucker was doing. So when Simon Ataba tweeted out breaking respected American journalist, and that says something, respected American journalist, Catherine Herridge, has just been fired by CBS after her recent reporting regarding this. And the this is, as we know, 
this request by these House Oversight guys. We want to see this, the transcript. How bad is Joe Biden? How gone is he? That's part of the transcript. When he doesn't understand things, he doesn't recall things. And what is this party desperate to do? What is this deep state, swampy, yuck, the whole strategy? You go after the person who's telling the truth. You try to demonize them. You try to dig up dirt on them, throw them to the wolves, all hoping that people will lose sight of your scent and fall off the trail. That brings me to this headline, which is encouraging and goes back to my opening idea that this is a great day to be an American because more and more of us every single day are awakening. People are moving away from the mainstream media because all of these people have done, all that they've tried to do is lie to us. Now, all is a very broad brush. Do I believe that the journalists involved in the lion's share of the reporting, etc., are the ones making the decisions? Absolutely not. There is a mechanism, a framework of orders that trickle down. But every single news organization knows exactly where the limits are. There are off-limits, verboten areas. You are not allowed to go. Why would that be? Because they're in on it. And Americans are tuning out. Bloodbath at Paramount claims 800 jobs, including CBS News journalists embroiled in controversy. So this is the New York Post. That's the headline. Following these trends is huge. What do we know about Sports Illustrated? They basically bagged everybody. How many cutbacks at the, at the Wall Street Journal? How many at the Washington Post? How many at the LA Times? I mean, it's huge. Why? People do not trust the media, and they ought not. And so instead, they watch Tucker Carlson. Instead, they pay and go to Substack, and they check out Laura Logan, or they check out Matt Taibbi. This is the result of it. Several CBS News reporters were caught up in layoffs at Paramount Global that claimed 800 jobs, including one who's embroiled in a high-stakes First Amendment fight and another who's reportedly weathered HR probes over his workplace behavior, the Post has learned. Catherine Herridge, an award-winning senior correspondent whose First Amendment case is being closely watched by journalists nationwide was among the hundreds of employees at CBS Parent Paramount who got pink slips on Tuesday. Wow. The carnage provoked outrage from the rank and file at CBS, with some focusing their ire on Paramount Global CEO Bob Bakish. Bakish, Bakish, who cares? Who pulled down 32 million dollars in total compensation last year despite the company's ever shrinking financial profile everybody in the newsroom is pissed it says that bob bakish is making over 30 million dollars and he's making these cuts one insider fumed elsewhere some suspected the layoffs were more than just cost cutting sources said herridge had clashed with cbs news president ingrid cyprian matthews 
a sharp-elbowed executive who was investigated in 2021 over favoritism and discriminatory hiring and management practices, as revealed by The Post. She's going to be one of these diversity hires who comes in to implement the DEI agenda of suck, where certain people are elevated and others are, are what? Passed over? And who's, who's elevated? Those who check the requisite boxes. Sorry, white people. Sorry, dudes. You're expendable. We've had enough of you. Sources said CBS News Washington Bureau, where Heritage, Heritage rather, covered national security and intelligence, was hit particularly hard. There's also a CBS News correspondent who apparently was involved in some HR things and he got axed as well. This is a triumph. This is not, I'm not saying that people should lose their jobs and that we rejoice in people losing their jobs. But these sorts of stories belie a bigger trend that you can only con and lie and make up and deflect and point fingers and run out the clock and obfuscate for so long before people say they've had enough. I'm not interested. CBS also has 60 Minutes. Mr. President, this is 60 Minutes. On television as across the world, people saw Leslie Stahl try to tell Donald Trump, who seems to know everything, and he seems to know everything, a lot longer in advance than anybody else does. So weird, isn't it? How does he know? CBS broadcasting its suck every single Sunday on 60 Minutes. It's been awful for years. So this is what we're watching today, ladies and gentlemen. And she had been working on this, this pretty big story with House Oversight Wanting Merrick Garland to respond and to give to the American people through House Oversight a transcript of what Joe Biden and Robert Hurst said for five hours. He should not be protected from that anymore than we should not know who's been visiting him at his various residence or where he goes on vacation because they don't keep visitor logs. I think they do at Camp David. But that's not where he takes the primary 40% of his vacation time, 40% of his presidency on vacation. These journalists are the last connection between you and me and the truth. And they are being carved out of the equation. Which is why these conversations on Substack and other platforms are so important. You know, when they say, look what the president has done. That's one of, one of the things that they like to say on the left, talking about Joe Biden as diminished faculties. Oh, don't, don't listen to his words. Just look at what he's done. Look at the jobs. Look at all of it. Well, look at it indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to do that. I want to quickly dabble a little bit into these jobs numbers because there's an inconvenient truth that's bubbling forward that they sure as hell don't want on their campaign ads. And I have it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to go back to the beginning of today's show and backtrack all of the things that we've, we've spoken of because if you've been questioning, if you've been watching from 30,000 feet the way we try to, and, it, and sometimes you get snarled into it at ground level and it's hard to see because you're all on the same playing field, right? But you got to go up to see the machinations of the game, of the sock. I don't know how you root out the degree of corruption that is clearly here. And you have to go back to Tucker's interview with Vladimir Putin. When Tucker asks him about Keystone, about Keystone, about Nord Stream. And he says, who blew up Nord Stream? Do you know? And Putin says, you did. I was, I was busy that day. I have an alibi. He says, yes, well, you're... CIA has no such alibi. He knows. Of course we did it. We didn't do it. But of course our government did it. Of course our government is is doing these things. Of course our government gets involved in foreign wars. It's money. Of course our government pushed a vaccine. It's it's money. Of course, our government wants open borders. It's money. It's your money. And it's like a blank check to them. How, how do you get all of it? How do you get all of it out? How do you present to the American people the story of how woefully corrupt and depraved the core of our government is? And then you think about how many of these, these Republicans are going along with it. They're just as guilty. So one of the things, one of the few things I think that Joe Biden tries to campaign on is this idea that he is this phenomenal job creator. Once we establish the predicate that Joe Biden has made no decisions, right? None, none of this matters. He can sign a document and say, oh yeah, this is a, an executive order, blah, 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 whatever. He's not the guy in charge. We know this. He's not in charge. He's not calling the shots. He is woefully incompetent. He is not, he is not an academic heavyweight. He is not a leader. He does not instill uh, faith or trust in any of us. Nobody walks away from hearing Joe Biden speak and say, you know what? I, uh, I want to go hug a flag. I, I love this. I feel so connected to this country. The one thing he's tried to use is people getting back to work after COVID, trying to say that he generated all these jobs. Million jo- I created 14 million jobs. Well, that's his dementia speaking. Factual. But it's also total BS. Did you know that all of the jobs recovered post-COVID under Joe Biden went to foreign-born workers, including illegals, not to Americans. This is the Center for Immigration Studies. All right, this is where we found this. All employment growth. This is the Bidenomics plan to screw Americans. All employment growth has gone to the foreign-born. 183,000 fewer U.S.-born Americans are working than they were in 2019. Before COVID, 
Yet the number of immigrants, legal and illegal, working is up to 2.9 million, is up rather, 2.9 million. So 183,000 American-born citizens, 183,000 fewer working today than they were before COVID. But immigrants, legal and illegal, those numbers are up 2.9 million. Comparing the fourth quarter of 2019 to the fourth quarter of 2023 shows 2.7 million more people working in the United States. 2.9 million more migrants, immigrants, legal and illegal, and 183,000 fewer U.S.-born Americans. Since the depths of the COVID recession in 2020, employment has increased for both groups. But the number of U.S.-born workers has not made it back to the 2019 pre-COVID level. Why? Equally important, the share of working-age U.S.-born men without a bachelor's degree, not in the labor force, deteriorated in the decades prior to 2019, and the rate in the fourth quarter of 2023 was lower still. These individuals do not show up as unemployed because they've not looked for a job in the four weeks prior to the survey. Do you know what that makes them? That makes them connected to the potential for serious issues. Suicide, crime, drug overdose, social isolation. These are people who are not college educated who've given up on working for whatever reason. They just don't. And their numbers are excluded from this data. So what do you have? You have a surge of 3 million foreign-born workers who've gotten jobs in this country since COVID. And you have a complete cataclysmic drop of of natural-born U.S.-born workers, particularly men without college degrees. Great replacement? By design? Sure looks that way. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So I'm just going through my my social media, etc., etc. I stumble upon this headline from Breitbart. Harper Collins is going to release Peter Schweitzer's blockbuster. It's a new one, a towering achievement of investigative journalism. You want to know what it's called? Blood money. Blood money. Why the powerful turn a blind eye when China kills Americans. And it's got all this. It's a picture of of Joe Biden with G on the outside. Number one New York Times bestselling author. See, it's funny. He isn't already. This isn't already a bestseller. But if Cassidy Hutchinson, who was like, I totally saw Donald Trump. He lunged for the steering wheel and he said, take me to the Capitol. Right. Well, she gets a New York Times bestselling uh, moniker. It's ridiculous. And he probably actually wrote the book. Right. Come on, I'm just going to read you a blurb by this. Politico Playbook exclusively reported on Wednesday, so just moments ago. The Government Accountability Institute president and Breitbart News senior contributor Peter Schweitzer has revealed China's disintegration warfare plans 
to kill Americans and sow social chaos. And the seven-time New York Times bestselling author is set to expose all of this in a new book that publishing giant HarperCollins hails as a towering achievement of investigative journalism. Now, look, I'm amazed that HarperCollins, first of all, is publishing this. I'm beyond amazed that they would come out and publish it exuberantly with the exclamation point at the end, calling it a towering achievement. The book's cover imagery and title are already sparking discussions inside official Washington. Look, whatever is going on in this book, you've got people who have been dogged, who have been determined, who have been deplatformed, who've been de- who've been demonized. They've been fi- they've been fired, all of this stuff, and they're like, "Really? You think that's going to dissuade me? Now you've really ticked me off. Now I'm in for keeps." And this stuff is coming out. Politico playbook, which broke the exclusive and blood money's forthcoming publication, revealed that the book's dust jacket features. You ready? Do you want to know who's in the crosshairs of this? (laughs) California Governor Gavin Newsom, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Representative Adam Schiff, President Joe Biden, President Xi, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, as well as images of drugs, guns, and stacks of cash. Lawmakers and their staffers are trying to obtain early copies, said a publishing industry insider. But like all Peter Schweitzer books, the publisher has this one under the strictest of embargoes. Indeed, the release of this book has become somewhat of an event on Capitol Hill. (laughs) Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it feels good when you know people who suck might actually get called out for it. So in that vein, there's something that I think is very positive that we need to talk about. And I get that it's easy to get bogged down under all of these headlines and to feel like, oh, my gosh, we're screwed. Like, I mean, how much more screwed can we be? Is there any way to gut all of this corruption out? Almost as it feels as as daunting as it is to get rid of, you know, 7 million people who do not belong here and who need to go home. But I've got this story and I think it shows something very interesting. Here it is. Exclusive. 30 House Republicans urge the GOP to protect Second and Fourth Amendment rights over mass government surveillance bill. Now, you could get lost in the weeds here and you'll say to yourself, eh, that doesn't really sound very sexy. Why is she excited about this? Every single lousy story, every headline, every soundbite, all of the data, the BS boards, the the resource tab, all of the things that we've tried to present to you over the last four years and and really 30 if I'm to include the entirety of my media career it has been necessary because you need to know and you need to know that there is a framework that is forming before our very eyes in washington dc 
And it's not at Donald Trump's behest. It's beyond that. It is MAGA. It is make America great again. And the, the people who are aligning in this framework, these 30 House Republicans, should give you great hope about where we're going in the next chapter of this American story. I'll quickly get through this, the subject of this, but then I want to read you these names. Because these are the fighters. These are the people who scare the everlasting liver out of the swamp. 30 House Republicans sent a letter to House Republican leadership Tuesday, urging them to protect Americans' Second Amendment rights while the House considers reauthorizing a controversial government surveillance program. We want to urge you to protect the Second and Fourth Amendment rights of innocent, law-abiding gun owners from the Biden administration's exploitation of a lawless government surveillance loophole. The House Republicans, led by Representative Warren Davidson from Ohio, a staunch privacy advocate, wrote to Speaker Mike Johnson and House Majority Leader Steve Scalise. The letter follows as the House moves closer to voting on legislation that would reauthorize the controversial Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Conservatives have argued that privacy reform has to go further than merely reforming the abuses around Section 702, considering the number of abusive government practices. So we know, they know, the surveillance, the CIA, the 26 Trump associates, that's the tip of the iceberg. It's all over. They're surveilling you. They surveil me. They can get your cell phone data. They can track you all over the world. And they do so using loopholes in the law to allow them to get away with it. The conservatives noted that for years, federal government agencies and other law enforcement agencies have circumvented the Fourth Amendment by purchasing Americans' private information, including phone location data, through data brokers. The lawmakers wrote that not only does this undermine Americans' privacy, it also infringes upon the intent of the Electronic Communications Privacy Act of 1986. Ordinarily, these agencies would need a judge-issued warrant before forcing phone or tech companies to turn over their customers' location data. But creative government lawyers have decided that the Fourth Amendment does not apply to Americans' sensitive personal data if the government buys it from data brokers. Scumbags. The embrace of this legal loophole by government agencies poses a serious threat to Americans' privacy. Hello? It further undoes Congress's clear intent in protecting precisely this kind of sensitive information through enactment of the Electronic Communications Privacy Act of 1986. Location information and other private information about Americans' lives, including where an American prays, where and when they drive their children to school, and if they visited a gun store or a shooting range. The threat to American Second and Fourth Amendment rights is not limited to the government's purchase of its location data. Commercial data brokers openly sell marketing lists containing the name, address, and other personal information identifying gun owners and shooting fanatics, as well as specialized lists. 
like concealed carry licensed gun owners, affluent gun owners, and age 70 plus elderly gun owners. Unfortunately, the same legal loophole that the Biden administration has embraced to purchase Americans' location data could equally apply to the purchase of commercial lists identifying gun owners. And the 30 House Republicans, or conservatives, said it is vital that any legislation that the House considers to reauthorize this Section 702 of the FISA Act should close the data broker loophole, considering that Congress has a once-in-a-generation opportunity to protect Americans' right to privacy. Who are these people who signed this bill? That is what I want to get to now. Because you're going to recognize some of these names. They are staunch, frequent flyers who vote consistently with our values. Warren Davidson, Andy Biggs, Clay Higgins, Michael Cloud, Andy Harris, Barry Moore, Andrew Clyde, Tom Tiffany, Thomas Massey, Josh Breshin, 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 sorry. Keith Self, Bill Posey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Eric Burleson, Burleson, sorry. Lauren Boebert, Troy Nels, Bob Good, Matt Rosendale, Eli Crane, Alex Mooney, Ben Klein, Gus Billyrakis, Dan Bishop, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing some of them wrong, sorry. Mike Collins, Anna Paulina Luna, Andy Ogles, Matt Gates, Randy Weber, and Chip Roy. Now, you don't know some of those names. They don't come up commonly. Some of them have. They've been the ones who forced Kevin McCarthy to make certain concessions before they gave him the gavel. Some of them are the voices pushing the impeachment of not just Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas, but others. These are the voices that are aligning in what should become a new conservative framework for America. They're awake and they're fighting. And that is good. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, and you know what? Lib of the week. It's just, it's too, it's too good. It's too good. Especially if you like cats. Next. So just to see where your legacy media, where they are on this whole bombshell headline, and absolutely it is, that the CIA illegally mobilized foreign intelligence agencies to target Trump advisors long before the summer of 2016. I go over to the Wayback Machine and I say, you know what, let's see. Let's see if CNN is on this. CNN 26 Trump CIA Taibbi is what I type in. Nothing. Nothing. There is no indication here that CNN has any clue that the CIA set off the Russian collusion hoax in 2016 when U.S. intelligence officials recruited foreign governments to freaking spy on the Democrats' American political opponents. That is the nexus of all of this. So anybody out there who wants to say, Donald Trump, eh, me, 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 me. did Donald Trump try to steal an election? Did Donald Trump try to rig it? 
Did he try to get his people to stuff votes and ballots in ballot drop boxes? Did Donald Trump hold a 3.30 freaking phone call with 250 other people, including the Republican secretaries of state, and ask them to help out? No! Donald Trump has been indicted four freaking times. He's been accused 19 times by women during the course of his presidency and after of some kind of sexual trauma. Nothing has stuck. Nothing. He's been a Russian spy, right? He's been a schemer, a wheeler, a dealer. He's been a racist. He's been a homophobe. He's been a misogynist. He apparently hates black people. Is it so dis... 91 criminal charges against him. And he's got to go through the system, go through the process so that you and I can see what is really going on. And what is really going on is the jig is up. And more and more Americans know it. Multiple credible sources telling independent journalists, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, that the U.S. intelligence community, including the CIA, illegally got in touch with foreign governments, Australia, New Zealand, maybe even the U.K. and Canada, and said, hey, we need some help. They didn't have a predicate to search for. They were looking for a reason to be able to sink Donald Trump. They have been so frightened. Their hatred, their seething loathing of one man whose policies are undeniably the best of my lifetime. They're running scared because they're ensnarled in this blackmail bribery scheme that is Washington, D.C. And two of the heads of the snake, the filthiest people out there, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Unbelievable. So we do something every week called Lib. It's every Wednesday. Lib of the week. We believe hump day is a day that we could celebrate. We could get behind. And um, it's not complicated to find people out there who are just a little different. And and these people we have to deal with in our students, our, our kids' schools. Just so you know, these people are out there. And um, this is what they think. I want you to hear. First of all, we've got a little... Teaser, beezer, sounder. Time now there you go. for the Wendy <laughs> Bell Radio Programs. Oh, love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the week. Sorry about that. I got ahead of myself. I want you to hear this mom. She is very upset uh, and is considering possibly legal action against her child's school because he is special. Go ahead. My son identifies as a cat. And his school is not taking that seriously. And I am honestly planning on suing them. So yesterday was the first day of school. And during class, he was licking his paws. And his teacher um, told him to stop. And he didn't. So she called me and she was like, hey, you have to get your son to stop doing this during class. It's really distracting to the other kids. 
And I was like, I'm not going to tell my son that he can't express himself. I have raised my son to be who he is. And I just think that it's really sad that these schools are trying to indoctrinate children and, you know, putting them in this mold to make them think that they they need to be, they need to act like a human, whatever that means. He's not, he's not a human. He's a cat. Oh. Anyway, I, I am planning on suing them um, because they don't accommodate for him. And uh, I just want to know if there's any other parents out there that are having this issue because we can put together a class action. I mean, where do, where do you go? This is why you need a license to be a parent. I was just going to say, you don't need you don't need a license. You can get what you, you have to get one to drive a car. But you can have a baby and be a mess and totally pollute that child. Please, I hope that that's a joke. I really, it's not. What the, what's going on? Well, I feel sorry for people. There's a reason why I say that uh, there's a, a good chunk of this society that will not be saved. That they have they have gone so far to the progressive cliff. They're dangling over the side. And certainly, they're just waiting to be released, to drop. But it's it's scary. This is who we're up against. And this is who the left needs to carry their water. Keep us all arguing. Keep the smoke flowing into your eyes. Remember, follow us. Every story we gave you, available right now. Locals.com. Put in Wendy Bell Radio. Thanks for being here. Hope you're back tomorrow, because we sure will be. Peace. Peace.